0: Love,
1: Talk Radio.
0: Good evening, and welcome to the very first initial episode of Sims Chat Corner. I wanted to first start out by starting to say thank you to each and every one of you that have actually tuned into my show this evening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of the support that I've received so far, all of the uh, emails and text messages and individuals that have reached out to me. So I hope that tonight will be an entertaining evening for all of us. Let me start off by first introducing myself. My name is Cindy Mish, and I'll be the host. I'm the actual original creator of Sin's Chat Corner. I also own a business by the name of Sin Sweet Creations. I can tell you that I am mother to four absolutely radiant, beautiful children, raging in ages from 19 all the way down to five years of age. I can tell you at the age of 42 years, that I can't figure out whether it's the teenagers or whether it's the little guys that are giving me all the gray hair. Nonetheless, the job of being a parent is probably one of the most rewarding and wonderful things that I've ever done. Um, I can tell you that I am a published author, and I have been so for the last 20 years. I started out my career at the age of 16, and that's when I won my first writing award from the National Optimist Society. I've been published in two different magazines, one being Poetic Realm and the other, of course, being American Poet Society. I've had some of my work featured in local newspapers, meaning the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and the Community Now Organizations. And in addition to which, I've been fortunate enough to get two publications done in terms of books, one of which was a children's book by the name of An Angel on My Shoulder, and second of which, a book of poetry, which is entitled Voyage of the Heart. It's been some time since I've marketed these books, so if anyone somewhere along the line seems to have an interest in anything that I've done or written, you can feel free to contact me at my website. Coincidentally, I should mention right off the bat that I do have all social mediums that are available if you ever wish to chat with me, talk with me, give me a show idea or a suggestion. I'm certainly willing to listen to each and every one that you have. I am on Facebook by the name of Sins Chat Corner, which is the name of our show. That will always give you daily updates and weekly updates as far as my interview schedule, when I'm going to be on, and how to find me. I'm also on Twitter. I've got a handle on there for my show as well as for myself personally, if you'd like to follow both of us. And in addition to which, I'm also in the Linked Professional Network. So if at any point in time someone wants to look me up, Go ahead and check my studio page, check my Facebook, check my Twitter, just check me out, period. And coincidentally, for any of you who may not be able to listen to the show or want to patch in the show to someone else, I will be rebroadcasting my show in two different places on my personal website, and in addition to which, we will also be rebroadcasting on YouTube. So as I said, if at any point in time you want to pass along to the next 100 friends you know, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, at present, as I mentioned, I am the owner of a creative writing business. I actually specialize in doing creation of all sorts of personalized writings, meaning if you have a boyfriend who is just romantically stupid, you can call up Cindy and say, hey, write me a love letter, write me some poetry, give me a sonnet. I do wedding party favors. I do bridal gifts. I've done short stories, including stories for children. Just call me. Text me ask me for anything and I can do it Um, you can also check out my website again I am listed all the social mediums you can go ahead and check it out now instead of talking and babbling on about myself let's talk about what Sin's chat corner really is it's going to be a four day a week program and each day we're going to be consisting of a different format it's all different programming all different all different kinds of things It's always going to be on at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, so be sure to check your clocks before tuning in. I will be having two different consultants that will come on my show on a weekly basis, one of which is a wedding consultant, the other of which is going to be a psychiatrist who will be talking about relationship and parenting issues. My wedding consultant will be coming on to discuss things such as planning your wedding, common typical wedding questions, forums and venues, all sorts of things. So feel free to tune in to check out the consultants. We will, from time to time, be having contests and giveaways. I will be handing out T-shirts. I'll be giving out jewelry. We have some great items like bucks tickets, Brewer tickets that are coming in. And you're going to have a great opportunity – to get some exposure to local businesses. I'm going to be partnering up with a number of individuals that you may not know about that might be of some interest to you. So as far as the show, the first day of the week, which of course is today, we're going to be doing what we call my celebrity interviews. Today, as I mentioned, we're very fortunate to have the very lovely Peggy Tanos of The Real Housewives of Orange County coming on. One day out of a week, I'll be picking a different celebrity. We'll be able to get a good peek into some of the favorite faces that we have in the entertainment industry. Uh, I would ask, uh, I will be taking callers and questions in terms of anything that you want to ask a celebrity. I do ask, obviously, that we keep our discretion. No one needs to be calling in, making inappropriate comments, or going over the line. So I would appreciate it if you would respect that forum. The second day of programming, we're going to be doing what I call the charity organizations. I'm going to be covering a total of 52 organizations throughout the course of the year. I ask each individual charity head to come on the show, and that is ideally set up so that we can raise awareness, in addition to which I would like to try to reach out to the community, find out if there's individuals who have extra time to volunteer. I realize that we're in a recession Times are very tough, people aren't making the kind of money they used to, and I thought it would be wonderful if you can't donate money, perhaps you could donate time, in addition to which, of course, obviously I'll be using my savvy and my skills to try to get donations. And for the course of the week, for any particular charity that I have on, for anything that I sell, I will be donating 40% of my own income back to that particular charity, Tomorrow, for our first charity interview, we'll be interviewing the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, Forrest Dolan has been very gracious to allow me to interview him so we can get an opportunity to find out more about what Make-A-Wish Foundation does and how they help the terminally ill children in the community. Now, having said that, uh, I myself have a particular pet project that I am hoping that all of you may be gracious enough to consider supporting. For the last 25 years or so I myself have suffered from bipolar disorder. It's a very complicated, very complex mental health issue and there are a lot of stigmas that are attached in the society that we live in. For instance, people have called me crazy, they've called me mental, they've told me that I've been just ridiculous and out of control and I've lost relationships, I've been shunned from some of my friends it's been a very awkward and uncomfortable lifestyle. Clearly, I find in today's society that if I was a manic-depressive person or if I suffered from high anxiety, um, I would be more inclined to get more research money or people would be more interested. And I just think that bipolar disorder has clearly just become a blind disease in the eyes of society. So my hope is, by utilizing this medium through Blog Talk Radio, I'm able to just shed some light on what's important and what should matter as it relates to this disorder. And I'm hoping that we can get the funds necessary to hopefully find a cure someday for bipolar disorder. Now, my third day of uh, programming should be interesting to all of the single people out there. Quite some time ago, being a writer, I always start a lot of concepts, but I don't always finish a lot of them. One of them is called Creative Cougars. Creative Cougars is an actual dating show concept. Currently, I'm in the process of actually searching out individuals, and that can be in any state, any one of the 50 states, within the age brackets of 25 to 45. Ideally, what I'm looking for is, of course, single individuals, people that are willing to participate in just good, healthy, fun competition. Basically, you need to be willing to make an ass out of yourself. And you must be willing to date individuals that are clearly 10 to 12 years older than yourself. Now, if anyone is interested in participating in the show and getting details and further explanation about it, you can certainly, of course, send an email to my website. You can certainly give a call into the show either before or after. Um, Just get a hold of me somehow. On Friday of this week, I will actually be launching that particular format for the Creative Cougars. So you can certainly listen in on Friday. I'll have more details. I will actually have the first set of gentlemen that will be calling in and the first set of ladies. And we can kind of do a trial run on the dating show and see how you like it. Now, on the very last day of our programming, I've developed a concept called Sin's Bitch List. For lack of a better term, I think we all know what a bitch list consists of, but I'll explain it to you. It basically is a day where I'm looking for throwing a topic out there, basically, something that we can have a very friendly, very cordial debate about, very helpful debate on both sides of the fence. I always feel that there's just certain little things that irritate you in life, and I may not be the only person out there that's getting her panties in a bundle over it, and I figured let's just throw it out there and see what my audience has to say about that. What I'm thinking here is is that I've got enough formats and enough creativity here to keep at least one or two of you interested over the long haul. Um, your host is very creative. I'm very spontaneous. I have a whole lot of sarcasm and spunk to my attitude. I think it would be very easy for me to capture your attention if you just allow me the opportunity to stick around for a while. Uh, again, I wanted to mention, anytime suggestions, calls, comments. You like me, you hate me, you want to hear something, you want to get rid of something, you want to try adding a show suggestion or a different format, I'm certainly open to that. The one thing that I did want to stress to you is that I am having a promotion for the first 30 days that I am on air. Any particular business, organization, charity, artist, musician, any individual that has a business that they find that they wish to have promotion for, You need to get in contact with me, hopefully sooner than later. As I mentioned, it is only for the first 30 days of my programming. I am more than welcome to give you on-air time where I'm able to do spots for you on-air. I'm certainly willing to link with you professionally on the LinkedIn network. I'm also able to tweet you. I'm also able to put you on Facebook. And I can also list you on my website and also on my show site. There are particular businesses that have approached me about doing interviews. I'm certainly not opposed to that either. Um, I want to be able to give you all the exposure that you need. I want to be able to help out as many businesses and organizations and sureties that I can. Um, And certainly I want to throw this out there. If there are any businesses at all out there that might happen to wish to make a donation, to give something away as a giveaway on the show, I'd be more than happy to take absolutely anything that you're willing to give me. I am certainly all about keeping things light and exciting and making you want to tune in again, so certainly, if you have something to offer, I'm more than willing to take it now before we start talking about my absolutely fabulous guest, I wanted to kind of throw myself out to the airways real quickly and say to you now, if any of you so far have a comment or a suggestion or an idea, and you want to give me a quick call now, the lines are open. we have a live chat window that's open, we have our phone line. I believe that at the top of your page you should be able to see our telephone call in line number. Feel free to dial in that number at any time during the broadcast. If you want to tell me anything, if you want to get my comments on anything, and for any questions relative to Peggy Tannels, you can feel free to call in on that phone number. I'd like to try to keep it limited. Um, Peggy will be calling in at 920, which is when we'll commence our interview. So certainly, uh, Bring in as many questions as you'd like or suggestions or ideas. So before I get to a little bit on Peggy, I wanted to try to talk about some of the businesses that are local to us Wisconsinites. I realize that not all of you may be from Wisconsin, but I wanted to talk a little bit about just some of my friends and some of my interests so you get to know a little bit more about myself. Um, in the town of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have three absolutely what I call fab individuals who are artists and musicians that are just extraordinary. Um, there is a band by the name of the Milwaukee Carpetbaggers. A very good friend of mine by the name of Matthew Tyner is the lead singer in that band. I kind of call him the modern-day Johnny Cash, if you will. He is just absolutely fabulous. It's just a country-slash-rock-slash-dance sort of band. Absolutely fabulous. You need to give him a check out. His website is www.mkecarpetbaggers.com. I have a very, very dear friend of mine and soul sister by the name of Annie B. and the Vagabond Company. She is an acoustical singer, whammy nominee, and absolutely fabulous musician. She has a website by the name of www.nebmusic.com. And you definitely need to give her a check out. She plays in the Milwaukee area. She can be found in Lake Geneva. And she's also in the Chicago, Illinois area. Now, there's also a third musician by the name of Daniel Nathan. Daniel Nathan is also an acoustical musician. And typically, he plays in the areas of Bayview, Wisconsin. Usually, you can find him down at the Rocco's Tavern, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the local VFW post in Bayview. Again, just an absolutely extraordinary find. Now, on a separate note, I wanted to just highlight some of my very favorite businesses, all of which I've done business in the past, and individuals that I think you need to check out. Currently, I've been doing business with Coto Insurance. Coto Insurance Company is who is managing my life insurance, and I've actually had some discussions in reference to my financial planning. They are based and located out of California. I have had nothing but extraordinary things to say about their professionalism, their timely addressing of my issues, their products and services are extraordinary, and I just cannot say one bad thing about them. I highly, highly recommend that you check out the website, www.kotoinsurance.com. In addition to that, my very fave person in the entire world that handles Leo Sophia Jewelry, Angie Nelson, if you go ahead and check out my Facebook page, you'll note that she has got a link to her website, the most absolutely fabulous jewelry that you could possibly find and at an extremely affordable price. And to those of us like myself who are raising three kids, I have to tell you that it's just an exquisite find. Um, In addition, very recently Angie was very gracious enough to offer some of her jewelry to the show. So in the next upcoming weeks, I will be going ahead and I will be giving away some of her jewelry for you. I'd also like to point out that I have two individuals who I'm working with. Uh, One is an event planner and one is a wedding consultant. Cheryl Gorman, just to give you a heads up, will be my wedding consultant and the individual who's going to be on my show on a regular basis. She has over 20 years of experience doing what she does. She plans elaborate to simplistic weddings. She's just absolutely wonderful. And she just has a decorum of professionalism that's just extraordinary. Next, we've got CM Style, which specializes in the event planning issues. Any kind of events, anything in the Milwaukee area, anything in the California area, please feel free to give her a call. And the last one I'd like to mention, we have Westfall Mansion, which is the bed and breakfast, eloquently located in Hartford, Wisconsin. It's just a premier location, absolutely beautiful English Tudor mansion, perched right up upon a hill. The owner... Who I've spoken to, which is Pam Terpestra, absolutely wonderful lady, very accommodating, beautiful scenery, prices are affordable, and it's absolutely the most romantic spot I could possibly recommend. Now, having said that, apparently we have a caller on the line. Hello, this is Sin. Hello? Hello. Oops, apparently we don't have a caller on the line. I thought we did. All right, let's just move right along. Okay, as I mentioned, I am so very happy to announce that my on-air guest this evening is going to be Peggy Tannells from The Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, for many of us who have been watching The Real Housewives of Orange County, I'd be the first one to admit not only am I an adamant fan of the show, but it is certainly and undoubtedly my reality check as it relates to getting away from all the drama in my life and enjoying somebody else's drama unfold on the regular television. I was very, very disappointed to hear that Peggy was going to be leaving us this season. I believe, if memory serves me right, she was going to be working the first two shows and then actually leaving. Um, as I understand it, after watching the first two episodes, I guess my personal feeling was is Peggy is just a very high-class lady I'm very, very excited to say that uh, I've been informed that she has some new ventures that she'd like to talk about. I understand that she has a new book that she has coming out. I know that she is looking into making wine, which is another exciting venture for her. And I'm very interested to try to find out what her goals are going to be for the future, what she's liked and disliked about the show. We're going to talk a little bit about her charities that she's been involved with, the holistic products that she has knowledge about, We're going to cover her very candid revelation on the air about postpartum depression. And I just absolutely cannot say enough about this woman. She's very loved and very appreciated in my book. Personally, she's one of my favorite housewives of all the franchises. And, yes, I do watch them all. It's my one guilty pleasure. Um, I'm very, very excited. I just want to get feedback and kind of hear what she's got to say. So, again, I wanted to reiterate, if you have questions for her, the lines are open. We have our live chat open. Um, I would ask that if you are going to ask questions, we wait until the actual interview is completely finished. I have a number of questions for her, and so I would like to be able to actually discuss with her and get some good feedback from her as far as what she's interested in talking about. And then we can find out from the viewers themselves what kind of information they'd like to know. Now, as I am moderating the show, I will be the first one to tell you that we will not be discussing anything relative to the feud as it relates between herself and Alexis or her husband. It's my personal belief that drama such as that is something that should be left on the show because that's for ratings, et cetera, and that's their personal business. I don't really feel it's necessary for me to bombard her with discussing things that are uncomfortable. Clearly unpleasant based upon watching the show, and I just don't feel it's going to be appropriate. So I would appreciate it if you make the calls in that we just kind of leave it to the things we're covering, if that makes sense to you. And now my producer, Aaron, is trying to find out when Peggy's going to be calling in. Let's talk a little bit about Aaron. Aaron is my producer, he is one of my best buddies. He's actually my housemate, so to speak. He actually lives next door. He is a individual who has worked for our absolutely fine Sprecher Brewery. He's actually got himself a second job. He's absolutely wonderful at producing my show, keeping me from not being a wreck, putting together my website, putting together all the elaborate music that you're going to be hearing because people such as the Carpetbaggers, Daniel Nathan, we're going to have some Annie B music on. We're going to introduce you to some new bands that are coming out. Next week's celebrity interview will be with Brian Cole, who is an up-and-coming country singer, who's got himself quite a following. He just had a new CD release that came out on the 19th, if I'm not mistaken, of last month. And so it's been a major production for him. He's getting opportunities left, right, and sideways, just sang the national anthem very recently. And so I'm very excited to have him on the show. He's been kind enough to provide me with a CD to where we can go ahead and uh, play his music on air. And as I said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to introduce you to some great new music from places like California, New York, Chicago. If you know of anybody who's looking for some free exposure, who wants to get their information online, give me a call. Go ahead and text me. As I said, get on the website and let me know. There's a lot of people, I'm sure, out there that could use the exposure that don't have it. Okay. Moving right along, in the interim, while we are waiting for Peggy to actually give us a call, I wanted to give a shout-out, and what I call a shout-out is, is I've been a Real Housewives fan for a number of years. Now, I'll be the first one to admit, as I said and told you before, I'm an adamant watcher of the franchise. I feel like I can actually relate to some of their lives. Of course, if you take away things like the fact that I'm a very minute blog talk radio host. Who's got three kids and she's broke and doesn't own her house and perpetually single, and in addition to which, of course, I don't have the lovely homes, chauffeurs, etc. Oh, we're going to stop right now and check to see if we've got Peggy on the line.
1: Hi, Cindy.
0: Hi, Peggy. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you tonight?
0: I'm doing wonderful. We were just singing your accolades 30 seconds ago. I was just talking about you, and I said, I can't wait to get that lady on the line. So thank you so much for calling in to us. We're all very excited to have you on the show tonight.
1: Well, thanks Um, for having me on.
0: Anytime, actually. I've got a number of different questions for you. So why don't we get started, and uh, we'll kind of see what you've got to say about things. Okay, let's go. All right. First of all, let's talk Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, I realize over time, and having watched this franchise over the last couple of years, I've noticed it's really become like a staple in today's society, really, for a lot of people, and not even just women necessarily. I'm almost finding that there's a male audience. You know, I don't know if you've noticed that. Definitely. And I think people are kind of clutching on to it. I guess what I'm wondering from your perspective is, what was it really like to be a participant on such an anomaly like The Real Housewives? I mean, what, what was that like? I mean, was it kind of surreal for you? What what was your experience in that?
1: You know, it was it was very fun. I had a really good time with it. Um, it was a little bit surreal because I, you know, living in Orange County, I was born and raised here. I um, knew the show back when it started, and it, I didn't even know it was still on And so until about two years ago. So it really became this huge franchise, I'd say, within the last year or two. Um, okay. So I got on, like, kind of right when it started to really explode with all the other cities and stuff. Um, sure. But it definitely, you know, was uh, at times very surreal to be like, wow, okay, I'm a part of all this.
0: <laughs> uh, exactly. I, You know, and I, I thought to myself, now, were you watching Real Housewives prior to this? I mean, did you even have a clue about any of this prior to that?
1: I watched it second season because I was um, fil- uh, filming an infomercial because I was already in the business doing, you know, modeling and TV hosting and infomercial and that kind of stuff. And one of the producers had overheard me talking to the makeup artist about just getting married. And he pulled me aside and he's like, hey, I'm working on this new show and you'd be so great for it. Um, you know, tell me about your husband. And at the time they had all the cast members in Coto de Causa. Um And so we didn't live in Coto. And so after, you know, we talked further, he was like, oh, they want everybody in Coto. And I was really hesitant anyhow because back then I think reality was, you know, there was barely any reality shows on, and it and it really was uh, looked upon negatively. And I thought, oh gosh, I don't want to get involved in something like this when I'm, you know, brand new married woman. So sure. Cool. Um, then I didn't watch it again, and I didn't even know it was still on until the year Alexis got on. And so I watched it that year, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't even know it was still on.
0: <laughs> oh, and look at that! Oh my goodness. Now I know I probably shouldn't ask this question, but I'm just dying to, so I'm gonna go there. Do you have a Real housewife favorite?
1: Um, a city. Just like
0: in general, city? as in a a particular housewife, because they're all darling, and I'll be the first to admit that. But if I asked you, Peggy, who would your favorite be? Just ideally, who would you maybe want to meet that you haven't met yet, or maybe connected with that you haven't spent time with?
1: Um, you know, I well, I've met Melissa Gorga from Jersey. We've we've hung out a few times, and she's actually a total sweetheart, and um, I really like her so she would probably be one of my favorites. And I like I like a lot of the New Jersey girls. I think Jacqueline's great from New Jersey. I haven't met her, but I really like her. I feel like we're very similar because she's not really, you know, all about the drama and she's a really good mom and um, she's got a great relationship with her husband, so I kind of feel like we resonate together.
0: Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. All right. But next I think question every franchise has, has great women on it. Oh, definitely. And not only that, just a sense of class to them, and they're just extraordinary. They're all so very different in their own right, and they have their own accolades, which I find fascinating, just my personal opinion. (laughs) Okay, now I have to ask, because I'm dying to know this. um, Can you give us, maybe perhaps if you could, like maybe the best and worst experience you had on the show, looking back at it?
1: Oh, gosh. The best experience would probably be just the experience overall, just in general, just, you know, having um, having a job that was, you know, part-time where I could still be with my kids a lot. I was filming with my kids even though they didn't end up showing it, but um, <laughs> a lot of it, but... You know, it was great to be able to be at your house, and most of the stuff we shot was in, you know, Orange County, which is nice because when I do my hosting and other jobs, I'm always going to L.A. or other areas of the world. So that I really loved. Um, And, you know, just getting to, you know, be with my husband and incorporating the whole family thing. Um, So that was probably the best experience. Um, And just working with, you know, the crew. We had a great production crew, and um, so that was a lot of fun. Worst experience would probably just be that... um, for me, I'm very real and I'm very passionate about friendships. So when you are with a group of women that you're not really friends, I think Beverly Hills works so well because they all came on together as friends but also the same year, whereas with Orange County, it's been on so long that everyone's a different level of years. So, you know, Vicki, this was her seventh year and Tamara, it's her fifth and Gretchen, right. it's her fourth. And so everyone's like different years. And it just it made it kind of tough to come in and – um you know and and then i thought i was coming on with a friend but you know that wasn't the case and so it it's just it was i think that was probably the worst experience was just trying to build friendships but realizing that you really can't build friendships it's it's everyone's kind of out for themselves and you have to really go into it as this is a business and that's how i'm going to take it um but i'm like really kind of a sensitive you know person that loves friendships so i was looking at it like oh my gosh i want to you know make friends and have all these new great friends but right. I realized that, you know, not everybody was sharing that same feeling.
0: Gotcha. I got it. Now, having said that, of course, the, the inevitable question I have would be, do you regret making that decision to actually do the show?
1: Oh, no, I don't regret it at all. Um, I When I decided to do the show, I had never thought I would want to do reality and I had never um, thought I'd have an interest in, you know, Housewives, just seeing it the few times I had. But when um, I decided to do it, it was I was coming out of postpartum depression from both my kids, and I was really missing being in the entertainment industry that I had been in since I was a kid. Um, and so, when we start, you know, when we were approached about it and we started talking about it, my husband's like, you know, this might be something really fun. It's not going to take you away from the kids too much. Um, you know, you're going to have a little sense of your independence that you want, and you're going to kind of get you back in the business. And it did. I mean, it makes you an instant celebrity, which. It's kind of funny. I don't really consider myself a celebrity. I like to say we're Bravo celebrities, but um, so I don't regret it at all. I just know that um, now that I've decided to leave, it was the best, you know, decision for me because the platform and the format of the show itself just wasn't resonating with who I really am.
0: Okay, yeah, that was kind of the feeling I think that a lot of your fans get is that there's just there are just some people that just don't. I've noticed that and maybe it's just me, maybe you can give a comment to this as far as sometimes the Real Housewives franchise tend to maybe there's more drama to it or maybe it's over-dramatized to a certain extent. I, I guess I'm not in it enough to know. And I'm curious, your thoughts on that. Is it, do they ever? Is there ever a situation where it's kind of over-dramatized to some degree? Or is what we're oh, really think, seeing what's going on?
1: Oh, I think definitely it's, you know, over-dramatized. And I think everything, you know, comes down to, you know, how the scenes are cut and how you know it's i mean they you know they can actually take sound bites from a whole another situation and put them in an, in a situation that they feel it works better in so that's really scary and um you know but but they've done tests and they've done you know all this supposedly they've done all this um you know these like focus groups where they say that people you know get bored if there's not drama so it's kind of sad because i i have so many fans that are saying oh we're sick of the drama and you brought class to the show and you know, we want this. But then when it really comes down to it, I think people do get bored if there's not something going on. But I think what's really changed is when Orange County started, and I, when I watched it the first year or two, it really was a fun show about all these women that were neighbors, lived in Coto in the gated community, and they were just neighbors having fun, having barbecues, and partying and doing whatever. And then I think once they started bringing other franchises in, it was like the competition of, okay, we've got to one-up that franchise. And so then people just got crazy, and I think Teresa's table flipping is what really set people like, okay, we've got to now come up to that, and it kind of set it in a forward motion of just constant, you know, more drama.
0: Yes, and I I would have to agree with that. And again, some of us do. I mean, a little drama is fine, but it does become over-dramatized. And again, you can kind of get that sensory overload on the drama. And you're absolutely correct in your assessment. You are a very, very classy lady that brought a tremendous amount of class to that show. And you are missed far more than you probably know. Oh, thank you so Just much. Just throwing well, I'm that not,
1: I'm going to be around, so. <laughs> this is good. We're getting to that,
0: actually, dear. Um, okay. Now, moving on away from the Real Housewives a little bit and getting on to know the real Peggy here a little bit. Now, I noticed, and correct me if I'm mistaken here, I'm going to go through this little rundown here. Peggy is a wife and a sister and a mother mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. model, a mm-hmm. TV show and infomercial host, mm-hmm. Real Housewife. Mm-hmm. Now, my big question is this. Now, you have to take the parent role out because I, as a mother, would be the first to say that answer. If I were to ask you what your favorite role was out of all of those, which one is your absolute most joyous, would you say? Which, which brings you the happiest?
1: If I take out out the parent role,
0: if you take out the parent, the parent is the given. I guess is what I'm saying, because most of us mothers yeah. are going to be the first to say, "Well, of course it's our children, and of course it's our husband." Not every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> but you know, I'm just tr- I'm trying to get you know, in terms of your life. I mean, let's let's talk like you know, if you could be a model or infomercial host or a TV show, or if you could do this or you could do that. What do you think your best role at this time of your life would be, and why?
1: I think my best role is what's going to be coming in the future, and that will be hosting um, probably – well, it will be hosting empowering shows as well as having my own show that will be centered around holistic healings and teaching people, you know, new ways that they can treat ailments and, you know, diet and everything to do with the whole holistic lifestyle.
0: Okay. Okay. I've got it. Yeah. In fact, we were just going to, I was just leading right into that actually. I'm the first one to admit to you, I'm holistic stupid, for lack of a better term. Zero knowledge (laughs) as it relates to that. So now that I have you on the line, and of course, because I have three children myself, I guess I'm kind of looking to you to maybe give myself and the audience some suggestions. Maybe from a parental standpoint, give us some of the typical products you think that you use on a regular basis that you think are best for us families to use.
1: Well, there's so many basic ones that are, that are not expensive and that are so great that people don't know about. And that's what I tried to show, you know, last season on Housewives. Um, and I do, you know, tweet about them and Facebook about them and stuff. And um, I think some of the simple ones, like for starters, kids, you know, I've got uh, London's four and Capri's two and a half. They right. bruise easily, and they bruise a lot because they're running on the playground, so they fall down, they, you know, bruise their knee, that kind of thing. So there's a great product called Arnica, and it's um, they make it as a cream, or you can also get it in these little tablets that go under the tongue. I, t- I tend to use the cream the most because you can actually rub it on there, and it's an amazing product. I mean, you'll literally put it on a bruise, and the next day, typically, it's gone. Um, and it doesn't sting, and it, you know, it doesn't really have an odor, so Arnica Cream is one of my favorites. Um, there's another one I was just tweeting the fan about tonight. She's having problems with her son sleeping, and um, it's called Rescue Sleep, and it's by Bach, B-A-C-H, and um, they make a fabulous product, another fabulous product that I use a lot called Rescue Cream. And when my babies were born, my mother-in-law actually, I mean, literally like right when they came out of, of me, the you know, doctors grab them and clean them up, and my mother-in-law then went over and rubbed the Rescue Cream on both London and Capri because, you know, a baby's in shock when they're born because they're used to being in your belly and warm and protective. And so now all of a sudden they're out in this world and they're like, what is going on? So this Rescue Cream calms them down. And the Rescue Sleep is the same thing, but it has a little more, um, a little more uh, flower remedies in there that help with sleep. So those two products are great. Uh, Bach makes a lot of great products, but those two in particular I use quite a bit and are a staple in our house.
0: Now these things are found online I'm gathering.
1: Well, you can get them online or you um you can get them I always just get them at Mother's Market or Whole Foods. So any of the health food stores um and it doesn't have to be, you know, a big chain one like that. It could be like just a local mom and pop health food store. Um and then another great product that I use a lot and I've got so many thousands of tweets and Facebooks and emails about it. Was last season on the show I was putting liquid drops in my daughter's mouth. Yeah. And people were like, "What were you doing?" That's a product I actually sell on my website, com, and it's called colloidal silver. And colloidal silver is fabulous. I don't recommend using it every day. It's not something, you know, good to use every day. But it's something you want to use either, A, if you feel something coming on or you're just at the beginning stages of a cold coming on or some kind of a, you know, sickness. And then the other time I use it is if we're going to go to Disneyland or we're going somewhere where there's going to be a lot of people and a lot of germs. Okay you know, put a couple drops of colloidal silver in their mouth, and it really seems to build up the immune system and keep away the germs.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Now, another
1: great tip I just um, tweeted the other day and put up online is uh, oregano oil. And if you put a few drops of oregano oil in a humidifier, um, especially in the wintertime when our heat's going all the time and you want to, you know, put some more humidity back into your air, you put a few drops of oregano oil in your humidifier, and that's going to keep away um, germs. It keeps away. It helps with allergies, and it really is great so that you're not going to, you know, catch any viruses. So it's a, it's another great product.
0: Oh, how wonderful! Now, question for you: Now, uh, your husband is he also into the holistic side of things as well? Because I guess I've never heard too much about that.
1: Um, he is. The funny thing is, is I started learning all about this probably, gosh, when I was maybe 24. A boyfriend of mine at the time that lived in Arizona, his best friend was a um, homeopathic doctor and licensed in that, and that's how I first got introduced to it. So then when I met Micah, it was so strange to me, and it was almost like, okay, this is so meant to be because he told me what his mother does, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a total believer in all that stuff, and he was a believer as well, but um, more so, you know, he believes it because his mom tells him and he knows it works, but he didn't really, you know, he wasn't obsessed. Like, I kind of tend to get a little (laughs) obsessed (laughs) on it and read up on it, and I'll go to the store and I'll spend, like, hours talking to the people there. So he's probably not as into it as I am, but um, he knows, you know, that it works, and his mom has been, you know, using the products on him since he was born. So.
0: Gotcha. Wonderful. And, of course, obviously what we will be doing to my members of the audience just to let them know as well as yourself, we'll be posting Peggy's website, obviously, in addition to all the information about her. will be on all my links as well for people to check out this sort of information. I find it to be very helpful as a parent myself. Um, The next ground I wanted to cover and talk about was the involvement with yourself and the various charities. On your website I happen to notice the ones you support, meaning the Orangewood Pals and the We Will Serve Charities. Now I'm curious to ask you about um, if you're working with them or any other organizations at this time or are there plans in the work or what do you have going on from the charity side of things?
1: Um, I love doing charity work and uh, I've, I've gotten heavily involved with the Someone Cares Soup Kitchen and um, that's a local charity which i love because it's here in orange county and a lot of people don't even realize that we have a soup kitchen here people just think of you know you know newport beach we don't have homeless people but we really i think we're now ranked as number five with um homeless orange county alone so it's um i've i went and served on on thanksgiving day i went and served um you know food to all the homeless and i take stuff over there i donate clothes and um you know they're always needing toiletries and that kind of stuff so that one i feel is a really special charity um my husband and I both just got involved with the um, global down syndrome in back in October. And we went to Denver for a big charity with Jamie Foxx. And um, it's, it's an amazing charity because I didn't really know a lot about down syndrome and this charity really opened my eyes to it. And um, I got to spend, you know, some quality time with a lot of not only kids, but I mean, like there was a 30 year old um, man that has global down syndrome and, He's such an amazing artist, and he's a musician, and uh, travels, you know. And he's with his music, and he's just—if you—if you didn't know he had it, you just—you know—if I—if I someone didn't tell me he had it, I almost wouldn't know. So I think, unfortunately, society—we when we don't know a lot about something. We just maybe put like a title on it, or just assume things about it. And um, so this is a wonderful charity. The founders of the charity, um, the C family, they started the Stars Network and Encore. And their granddaughter has it. So they're real passionate about it. So I've been doing more with that. Um, and, you know, I've had people email me. I've, I've sent pictures. I'm actually sending a lady next week some clothing items for her charity. And so it's it's something, you know, if I have the time and it's something that I know about or I'm passionate about, I'm always happy to help and do something, you know,
0: oh, whatever I can. Yes. Definitely. Do you have a particular charity that's a passion of yours yourself that's close to your heart or something that's close to you?
1: Well, now I, it's the um you know, the uh the uh postpartum depression. I, I just went to a charity in January for that and um it's this one was based in Los Angeles and they don't have a chapter in Orange County. So I'm now oh. working with some friends and working with the um president of that LA chapter to try and start an Orange County chapter. And obviously that's a really big thing for me because I did have postpartum and and, you know, part of my postpartum I had talked about on the show last night is the anxiety, and I still go through that a lot. So that's something that probably hits home the most with me and that I'll probably in the future um, be spending the most time on as well as going out and speaking um, and going, you know, to schools or to different functions where I can talk about it with women and, you know, just let them know that there is help out there and there is hope and, You know, I did it all naturally. Um, I don't look down upon anyone that that chooses to do prescription meds, but I also want to speak out and let people know that there are alternatives, and um, I do sell those products on my website as well. So
0: wonderful yes i wanted to mention to you that in a group of conversation with a number of friends of mine we've all universally have said and i'm sure you've heard this we've just had the most utmost respect and admiration for you being able to make a revelation like that on air in front of all sorts of people and being able to share with them your experiences is just remarkable i mean it just it speaks volumes about the kind of person you are actually um I guess what I wanted to do is touch a little bit about that uh, just because we might have listeners or viewers out there who might be suffering from those kinds of things. Can you tell us a little bit, if you can recall, maybe some of the signs or symptoms that kind of clued you in and and made you think, you know what, something's awry here, I I need to get some kind of help?
1: Well, I think the biggest part for me was I wanted to be a mom since I was, you know, like, Fifteen years old, I remember. Oh, I you know I'd play with the, my dolls and whatnot and just you know. And as you get older, obviously at fifteen, I probably wasn't playing with dolls anymore. But I always sure. said, oh, I can't wait to be a mommy. And um, I thought I'd probably be married and have kids by the time I was twenty-four. But then I got busy with work and traveling, and and I hadn't met the right person, so it just didn't work out for me that way. Um, but when I did finally meet the right person and we did get married and we knew we wanted kids. I thought, you know, I've waited so long to have kids. I am just going to be so excited. And Mike and I had talked about, you know, me being a stay-at-home mom because we really wanted to, you know, raise our own kids and be there for them all the time, and we were able to do that. So I thought, oh, this is going to be the best job ever, and it wasn't. And that's when I thought, well, God, maybe something's wrong because I've wanted this for so long, but I'm not as excited as I thought I'd be. And that was kind of the first sign is um, I remember the day London was born, And they handed her to me, and I, I, you know, you would think like you're going to be like so excited, but I was more like petrified, like, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do with this baby? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and what have I done? And I don't know if I'm ready for this. And so, but then, you know, fast forward two years or 20 months, and I had Capri, and it was a totally different experience. I was so excited. I couldn't wait till they handed her to me. And, you know, I, I have a lot of guilt still that I try and work through that, you know i know it's not my fault but i feel like oh i might i just it wasn't fair to london that she had to feel that way or that i felt that way about her when she was born but it was because you know it was the depression and luckily i had gotten started to get on all the natural meds so that by the time i did have capri i didn't feel that um but those were the first signs the other thing is i always I, I had to be busy and I'm I'm a type A personality, I'm an Aries, so I'm I'm always busy and I, I'm hyper and I like to be doing stuff. But it was more of like I was almost trying to escape and so I would plan things and do things just so that I escaped from having to really think about or feel, you know, how I was feeling. Sure. Um and so for the first year I was in complete denial. And, you know, Micah and I were fighting about it and it was horrible. And finally, um, Christmas of, I guess it was 2007, yeah, so uh, London had just turned a year and we went away for Christmas and his mom and her husband came with us and they kind of sat me down and had like an intervention and they were like, listen, you're not the Peggy we know, you're not the nurturing, loving person that you normally are and you're angry a lot at your daughter and you get upset, you know, when she has to eat and, and none of this is normal and it's okay. It's not your fault. And so that was kind of an eye opener for me. Like, Oh my God, they're so right. You know, but then I wanted to be pissed too. Like, well, screw you. You know, are you trying to like say I'm a bad mom? And so you get defensive right away. But that's when I realized, okay, something is going on here. And so when I got home, I, you know, went and saw my doctor and, of course, she wanted to put me on meds right away, but luckily, having a mother in law that is a naturopath, you know, she said there are alternatives we can try, and I think, you know, you should try those first. And so I did, and here we are today, and I've got, I finally, you know, have gone through so many different supplements and so many different brands that I finally came to one that I've been on now a year that is absolutely amazing, and that's why I'm selling it now on my website because you can't get it. Um, nice. In stores, it's a pharmaceutical-grade one, and you can only typically get it from a naturopath. Um, okay. So it's it's just amazing. It's Every day I wake up happy now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's absolutely wonderful. I'm mean, not every day. I'm going oh, a couple days for, for you. But... That is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So I guess the only thing I can ask here is, is if there's anyone out there that's listening and has these issues or thinks they might, if you had one statement that you could make to them, maybe some kind of statement to hope to offer to these women who might be struggling with, with it, what would you say to them?
1: I would say you're not alone. Um, don't feel like you're alone because that was my thing: is you you feel alone and you don't want to talk about it to other people. You you feel like, you know, you're bad for having those thoughts. Um, so you're not alone, and and it's okay to talk about it, and um, that there are alternatives, and um, and if you, you know, or if you want to do the prescription medicine, just know that there are things that will help you, and each day does get better. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I suggest to a lot of my fans that email me, I tell these women to go outside. I mean, I, you know, it's when you get out and you're in the air and you're in the fresh air, it kind of puts a whole new perspective on things and you start to walk around. I would take London on walks every day and it really seemed to help. And I know, unfortunately, in some parts of the world, you know, it might be really cold right now or there's, you know, you don't have that opportunity to get out. Um, But even if, you know, you can just, go underneath a patio and go do some jumping jacks or something. It's just getting out there, getting moving, getting physical, where it's getting um, the endorphins going. That really helps.
0: Gotcha. Absolutely wonderful and well spoken and good for you. I'm so pleased that things are so much better for you in that regard. We were a little all worried about you. I could speak that unilaterally. (laughs) Now I've got just two more things for you here. Let's talk Michael a little bit because you know what I've noticed on the show and maybe it's just me. We don't get a bird's eye view of Michael a whole lot on the show. I don't know if that was done on purpose but it just seemed as though your husband wasn't on a whole lot or is it just me?
1: You know, I, no, it's, it's it's not you. Um, we actually, that you know, we were laughing about that the other day because um, they are giving this year's new girl, Heather, a lot of uh, press and a lot of play. And I think, unfortunately for Mike and I, I think we both got kind of cheated out of a little bit. And I think a lot of it was because we were so normal and drama-free. And right. um, I realized that, you know, if you do want to get a lot of airtime, you do have to stir the pot and we went on this with the attitude of we're going to have a ton of fun and if it doesn't, you know, if if at any point it stops being fun, we're going to walk away. And so for us, you know, we were really authentically ourselves and so I know like we went to Vegas for his birthday and they barely showed anything but looking back on it, we're like, oh, well, you know, we weren't really talking about people and they would encourage that like, oh, don't you have an opinion about this person or that person? It's like, no, not really. (laughs) So unfortunately, you know, People probably didn't get to know Micah as much as um, I would have liked or they would have liked to get to know him, Um, but he's an amazing man. I'm very, very lucky. He's, um, you know, he's just such a great dad and such a great husband and an amazing entrepreneur and, you know, just very creative and very smart and, can do anything
0: (laughs) i mean well you just took my question away young lady i was just going to ask you to tell us some of those qualities or attributes about him that no one would know obviously because we all know obviously he's an internet marketing entrepreneur but sometimes you want to know a little something beyond that and you've just captured him completely obviously very well um i wanted to ask on a side note since it is the day after valentine's day how was the valentine's ball
1: valentine's was great we um we were hosting an event um here locally and uh It wasn't as big of a turnout as we would have liked, but it's a tough evening on being on a Tuesday, Um, and you know the economy is still in a bad place, so a lot of people you know chose not to do Valentine's this year. But we had a great time. We had great friends with us, and um, he spoiled me with a spa day, so that was
0: really
1: nice. Good for you. Coming up here, so yeah, so we had a great time.
0: Absolutely wonderful. Now, the one thing we did get to notice, I think all of us viewers would agree, that you you just. From what we can tell, you have this very healthy, very successful marriage, which is not an entity that you really see in the land of celebrities, basically. I guess what I'm going to ask you is what do you think do you attribute your success in your relationship
1: um i think I think honesty and love i mean we you know when I um married Micah, I had a whole list, and I think they showed it on on last season, me talking about my list, but of course, they only showed me talking about you know the maybe the the more i'd say the 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 items on the list that were lower on the totem pole but um my true list if they would have showed it in the right way number 1 quality for me was honesty and i had to have a man that was honest that i could completely trust 100% um and he is the most honest person i mean probably sometime to a fault i mean <laughs> some of the times when we would be filming i'd have to be like okay you know i'd have to you know, kind of not edit him, but be like, "Okay, honey, you're just sure. don't be brutally <laughs> brutally because he could be brutally honest um sure. and so that was one of my mo- my my biggest that was the number one quality I wanted was i think honesty and communication, and we're really good communicators, and you know we went through therapy while i um was going through my postpartum, and I think that helps a lot too because everyone comes from a different background and you are definitely a product of your environment, so you know for me, I grew up in a family where we tend to shout or my, my parents would kind of snap each other and it wasn't because they didn't love each other. That was just the way that they were taught. So sure. then I in turn kind of started doing that. And so he would say, you know, do you realize how you just answered me? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you kind of like just snapped at me. I'm like, oh, I did. Okay. Sorry. And so we're really good about calling each other out on stuff, but in a non-violent way and, you know, in a nonverbal violent way and just really trying to then learn from our mistakes and, you know, continue down the path of just being honest and communicating well and just being happy. And, you know, and we put, we put our marriage and our kids first and I think that's the most important thing too, especially if you have kids, there's so many relationships out there that they don't put the kids first. And I think that's, that's really harmful to the kids.
0: Wow. She's smart. She has a wonderful marriage. She's successful. She's beautiful. She's classy and respectful. My goodness, woman, you are loaded.
1: Oh, you're so uh,
0: <laughs> The last biggest question we have is, of course, obviously, I understand that you're going to be embarking on all these great new ventures now that you're moving into a new direction in your life. So, I understand there's a new book. I understand that the winemaking is coming. So, tell us, tell us what the when, where, and why is about all this? What's going on with your new life?
1: Oh my gosh! Well, the book um, I I've been writing, and now uh, I really have to. Step it up because uh we're gonna try and have it out in the next two months, so the book I don't have a title yet, but it's gonna be um about my postpartum journey, but it's gonna be um kind of a I don't know if you read any of the Jenny McCarthy books when she was pregnant, and yep. she was really you know pretty real about the things that happen when you have the baby and all that kind of stuff so it's it's gonna be similar to that it's gonna be a very raw book it's gonna be a lot of things that every mom thinks at some point in time, but she's afraid to say, and I'm gonna say it for you. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. So that's
1: it's, perfect. It's it's going to be a lot of that. It will probably have some of the my experiences from um, coming out of it and then joining a reality show and then, you know, my um, journey of uh, recovery as well as, as doing it holistically. So um, that's the book, and hopefully we'll have that out in, uh, I'd say, probably by May. Um, and then, yeah, Micah and I decided to come out with our own wine, and we're excited. Um, we we were actually hoping we'd be bottling our white. It was supposed to be bottled this week, and then we got bad news that they have to postpone it for a few weeks. But we'll be coming out with a white blend first, and then we'll be coming out with a red blend. Um, okay. And then we're already in talks about doing a champagne, and yeah, so oh we're excited now about we're- that.
0: Where are we going to be able to find these fine beverages, being one, of course, who loves wine tasting herself? How do I find that, or how will I be able to find it?
1: Well, our, our website is up right now, so you can go on there. It's um, monarchywines.com. Okay. And it's – um, so right now it's great because you can see what the bottles are going to look like, and they're beautiful. I mean, that's – my husband has got a knack for creativity, and he created the the logo and the bottle design, and it's got wax dripping down it, and it's just – it's absolutely beautiful. So it's monarchywines.com and people can go on there. And so once the, the wine is launched, you'll be able to buy it on the website as well as um, to, to when we first launch, we're going to be launching in high-end restaurants, um, hotels, uh, places like that, but eventually we'll get into stores. So, um, you know, right now you'll probably see it coming out in maybe some of the restaurants you dine in, but then uh, down the road it will be definitely in some of the stores and stuff.
0: Gotcha. So we've got to keep our eyes and ears open. Everybody, again, www.monarchywines.com. We have www.peggypanels.com. Anything else going on with you? Anything new? Anything exciting coming up? Well, some of the stuff I can't talk about, but I do.
1: Okay. um, I have been asked to to (laughs) to
0: post
1: an amazing show that I've mentioned before and other things. Um, It's called MILF, and it's spelled, I know people get a negative connotation when they first hear that word, but this is spelled M-I-L-P-H, which <laughs> it. is Mothers in Life, Passion, and Health, and we're in the process of selling it right now, and I've um, been asked to be the host, but now I've taken on a co-producer role as well, which is really exciting, okay. um, and we are meeting with uh, Oprah's network in the next uh, week, so that's really exciting, awesome. and hopefully, I think a network like that it was is going to be perfect for this project because this is a project that teaches women how to become a balanced mom, and balancing being a mom, and a wife, and a friend, and it's, you know, and and it's going to be eight different women, and all these women all are, you know, completely different. One's going to be the single mom that, you know, maybe she's dating a little too many guys, and so we're going to teach her, you know, listen, you've got to balance this out. You've got to be a good mom. You want to, you know, you want to be teaching your kids the right things, and that's not a good example having a different guy over all the time. So, of course it's all different situations and there's going to be the mom that has never been away from her husband and you know so now she's going on this retreat with our show and and she'll be away from her husband and and she learns that she it is okay for her to take care of herself and you know have some alone time so it's i'm excited about it it's 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 a wonderful project and um you know i'm just hoping we can get it to the right to the right production company and the right network
0: right. Wonderful. Well, my lady, I have to again reiterate, beautiful, classy, respectful, you're going to be so missed. I wish I could beg you to stay on the show, but I know that you're doing the right thing. I cannot thank you enough for spending some honor air time with us. Just as a parting note to you, I wanted to just let you know, um, I'm going to get in contact with you again, and just let my viewers know for the next week, anything that I self Anything that I sell out of my own personal business because I'm an author myself. Okay. Anything that I sell, I would like you to designate a particular charity and I will be taking almost half of my earnings and I will devote it to your personal charity of your choice.
1: Oh Cindy, I would just that's like amazing. to do that
0: for you. you. Yes, I would. I would just as a big thank you, I just appreciate it so much, Peggy. I and definitely come back on the show and see us again sometime.
1: I would love to. Thank you so
0: much. All right, dear. Thank Great you. Saturday. Take care. All right, folks. I think that is it. I hope that you've enjoyed our time together. Sorry that we didn't get some time on the questions this evening. I am so glad that we had that interview. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Again, great thanks to Peggy Tannels and all of her time, all of her great answers. Thank you so much to my audience for listening. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Please come back tomorrow. Again, check out my website. Check out my Facebook. Check out my Twitter and get a hold of me somehow. Email me, text me, we'll talk to you tomorrow.